in our I welcome you here uh, on campus, but also those who continue to join us through our Facebook Live and YouTube streaming services. Welcome to worship. We begin this day with song. Please stand if you are able. If you are here in person, we will ask you to not project germs through your mask uh, to others, uh, but if you need to hum along like I will, please do. Say I am 
heavenly place undefeated by the power of your name I am seated in the heavenly place undefeated with the one who has conquered it all wonderful thank you thank you so much congregation you may be seated a few announcements as we begin our service. If you're here in our area, there are lots of things going on. If you're with us on Facebook or YouTube, please connect with our Facebook page and our YouTube and our website for some of those information. But first, let me say Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all the dads and caring adults, caring men here in our congregation. This is the day that we lift up those men in our lives, some of them related to us, some of them not, who help to nurture us through one step or another. So. This is Father's Day. Happy Father's Day from this congregation. Lots of things going on. So good to see you here. Our feeding ministries on Mondays and Wednesdays continue. You can contact our church for Hosanna Hot Meals or or the Wednesday meal through God's Unchanging Hands Feeding Ministry. That on our website. If you haven't peeked around the building a little bit, I would encourage you to do that. The floor in the fellowship hall is almost done and the paint looks so clean and white. So do check that out. This week is the beginning of our vacation Bible school, so I would invite Teresa to come forward and tell us all about that. This is so cool. We're doing something so innovative and new. not techie. (laughs) Okay, thank you. Is that better? (laughs) Sorry. I'm really good at maybe painting and helping my husband lay down floor, but I don't know anything about this part of it. (laughs) So um, instead of canceling VBS, Casey Lillane, our director of VBS, um, put it out there that we were going to do virtual VBS. Everything else has been online, school, everything else. So as a team, our VBS team has put together kits, and Katie's going to hold that up for us. <laughs> so starting tomorrow at 9 a.m., um, any child registered for VBS on our website or any other child um, with their guardian who'd like to drive up in the circle loop and get yourself a kit and a bag of snacks for the week. Um, some of the snacks go with the activities, but you're going to get everything, we hope. We didn't forget anything. Um, everything you'd need from Bible lessons and coloring sheets to games to a journal to the craft materials, um, everything. If there's a child in your life or in your neighborhood that you think would like it, everything's totally free. You just drive through and pick one up. If you'd like to register, it just helps us make sure, you know, we got to everybody and have enough for everyone. Um, we were really excited too as a committee. Um, we cleaned out the whole craft closet. And use tons of stuff that we had. So we're the moms who like keep the paper towel rolls. (laughs) And we used so much stuff that we had at church. So that was a blessing too. That we could use everything of our resources here. So you'll find videos online. Our um, stream team is putting together the videos. So every day the children with their guardians can log on to Facebook and then onto YouTube. And the broadcast will be at 10 a.m., 2 p.m., and 7 p.m. So they can replay it, they can 
redo the craft thing. There'll be a um, VeggieTale movie. Um, we're hoping to give them some entertainment this week, even though we can't be with them here having fun. So if you have any questions, let us know. <laughs> Thanks. So when the team said that we couldn't have vacation Bible school because of germs and such, I didn't know what they would do. And when they then said it was going to be virtual, and on the, I had no idea what that meant. We have never, yeah, what does that mean? Never have we done it like this before. Who would have thought that we were going to be able to use the technology that we've worked up and figured out and just in the last 13 or 14 weeks plus the generosity of this congregation to minister to not only the kids that would be here regularly on vacation Bible school, but also kids anywhere in the world can participate in vacation Bible school here at Hosanna. And then through your generosity and the generosity of of the team and the congregation here, put together these kits so that anyone who wants paints and snacks and all of this stuff can just come by and get it. So thank you so much uh, as a congregation and as a community for being not only innovative at the beginning, but also being generous. Uh, as we think about generosity, I want to let you know we've been uh, meeting as, as treasurers and meeting as council and talking a lot about, about the budget in the future. And I know many of you are worried and, and are asking questions. I want to let you know that, that for the first six months of the year, Without having in-person worship for 13 weeks, we are within $1,000 of our budget for the year. That, <clears throat> of course, some of that is member giving. Some of it is giving to special events. Some of it is places where we've reduced costs. We've had excess costs in other areas. But, but the forecast of the budget and the reality of our actual dollars are within $1,000. So, so as a congregation, we really need to be thankful for that considering all the things that are going on. Anyway, with that all said, welcome again to worship here at Hosanna. Let's stand together now as we sing.
Let us pray together. Teach us, good Lord God, to serve you as you deserve, to give and not count the cost, to fight and not head to the wounds, to toil and not seek for the rest, to labor and not ask for the reward, except that of knowledge that we do your will. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Our service continues now with our reading our Holy Gospel. This month, we've been continuing to hear again and again the words of the Good Samaritan story. Jesus' response to the lawyer who, desiring to justify himself, asks, then, who is my neighbor? And Jesus responds, a man was going down a road from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell into the hands of robbers who stripped him and beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a priest was going down that road and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, while traveling, came near him and he was moved by pity. He went to him and he bandaged his wounds, having poured oil and wine on them. And he put him on his own animal and he brought him to the inn and took care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper and said, Take care of him, and when I come back, I will repay you whatever more you spend. Which of these three then do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? And the lawyer said, The one who showed him mercy. Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace to you and peace from our Lord and Savior, Jesus, who is the Christ. Amen. We've been thinking this month about living in Jesus' neighborhood. What does it mean to live in the neighborhood of God? What does it mean to live in the, with, with people around us who are in the kingdom of God? What does it mean to draw this neighborhood Together Today I want us to think a little bit about how do we share the resources we have with the people in our neighborhood, and it has something to do with the frozen turkey. What? Yeah, yes, I said frozen turkey. As I've been getting ready to preach this series, as I've been thinking about the Good Samaritan, I found myself looking at art a lot on the internet, art uh, depictions of the Good Samaritan story. I found this this statue. Isn't this fantastic? Now, I don't know about you. Have you ever tried to carry someone around like that? Have you? People are heavy, right? As a as a wrestler, and then as as learning some uh, some other techniques and thinking about how do we help people. I often think about how do we help or carry or drag people out of situations where they might be in trouble. People are heavy. 
right? There's a fantastic, uh, another statue, I don't have a picture of it with us today, of the same good Samaritan putting the man who fell to the hands of robbers on top of his own donkey. Now, can you imagine that? Not only are you lifting this person up, right? Because people are heavy, but you're now trying to balance that limp weight on top of a moving animal. Can you imagine the core strength it would take to keep that person? I got to pick up or down. Pick. Do you like me up or do you like me down? The crowd has spoken. Because picking people up is heavy, right? You have to decide and to balance that weight on there. I want us to think a little bit about this good Samaritan. What does he do? He walks down the road and he sees a man who's been beset on by robbers. He's been beaten half to dead. He's maybe naked. He's laying there bleeding. The first thing he does is take care of his wounds. Right? He pours wine and, and oil on the wounds. He bandages his wounds. We assume in the story, we don't know for sure, but we can assume in this parable that the man laying on the ground is unconscious. Right? If I'm, just so you know, I'll just say this right now so there's no question. If I'm ever laying on the side of the road, wounded, bleeding, half dead, naked, right? cover me up, take care of my wounds, right? I want you to help me. Even if I don't, I'm going to explicitly tell you now, if you see me in that situation, I want you to help, right? If I die in the weight room, if you find me in the gym, what I'd like you to do is add more weight first and then call call the ambulance, right? But I want you to take care of me because I'm going to need some kind of help, right? Are, Are you with me? Right? We assume, we know well that the man needed his resources shared with him, that he was laying there on the ground. He wanted the priest or the Levite or the Good Samaritan or anyone who would walk by to help. We are called to share these resources. We're called to give what we know we can. We're called to stop on the side of the road and help people because they need our help, right? God has given you the resources you have. God has called and equipped you. Remember this from the last couple weeks? God has given you exactly what you need, what you have right now. God has given us as a community of faith, put into our relationships exactly the things we need right now to do what God needs us to do in Jesus' neighborhood right now, right? We have what we need. We have these resources and we steward these resources like a plant growing, right? We take care of it. We nurture it. We give it water and seed and it grows, right? We take care of what we've been given. And what we've been given here in Jesus' neighborhood is neighbors. We've been given the people around us. We've been given the relationships. Now, I made a little bit of fun as people were coming in not to move their chairs closer, that they're supposed to be six feet apart. And at, at five and a half feet, I was going to come and move people apart, right? We've been given these relationships. We love each other and we know each other. If there are people here that you don't know today, introduce yourself, right? We've been given these relationships and these resources to share. I had a good friend when I lived in Minnesota. He was a powerful Christian, a strong witness to me. In fact, the Bible that I sometimes preach with and certainly carry with me on our Wednesday morning Bible studies, was given to me as a gift by this man. And, and he taught me much about faith. He taught me a lot about discipleship, too. I was with him one day, uh, and he told me where he was last night. We were supposed to meet for coffee, and he was late. And pretty soon he walks up to the coffee shop, and I'm, I said, what are you doing? And 
And he said, well, I have to tell you, the night before, he had heard a missionary speak. He had gone to a church, uh, not the church where he was a member, not the church where he attended regularly, but he knew there was this missionary who had served in the mission field, who had come back from his missionary work and was speaking at this church. They had supported him through his ministry. And while they were there, he was talking about what he needed and what he might do next. As he was telling about his missionary journey and then sort of thinking about what the next steps was, he mentioned the fact that he didn't have a car. That he had been away in the missionary field. He didn't need a car sitting in storage in Minnesota or wherever. So he had sold all those possessions and he was on his way now to go visit some folks and he was thinking out loud during his speech, maybe adding a few tidbits here and there about he wasn't sure exactly how he was going to get from there to there, but one of the things he was going to need to do was get a car. With me so far? Have you been to a speech like this? You've heard missionaries speak. You've been in congregations where someone, the pastor or someone else, gets up in the front and says, we have this need. We should really help this need. Maybe there's a need. And in your mind, you're thinking, oh, I have that. Just yesterday, I was driving down the road, and I was listening to K-Love Radio, and it was their pledge drive, right? And they started to break down the needs. You know, if you get only $10 a month for, you know, and I'm like, oh, I have, I have $10, right? So anyway, my friend is there, and he's listening to this missionary, and he's talking about what he's going to do next and his missionary service for the faith and how many people had come to the Lord in this foreign country and translation and all this stuff and how he really wished he had a car to get from here to there. Give me the next slide. And so my friend reaches in his pocket and pulls out his his car keys. Puts them in the offering. Takes off his house key, of course. Right? And his work key. His gym membership code card key thing. But the keys to the car, he drops in the offering plate. No note. No when you go outside, this is for the red Honda Accord. I suppose they had to wait till the end of the thing and the last car left is the keys that are there. No explanation of who he was or why or whatever. Just dropped his keys in the offering plate and when the service was over, didn't go up and say, by the way, there's keys in the offering plate. I hope you can go visit your people. Thank you so much for your missionary support. He walked home. Right? Right? Like, do you, is that sinking in? Like, half of you right now are terrified I'm going to ask for something. Right? And you're like, well, I don't know if I want to give the pastor my car or my house or my airplane or whatever it is or, or $50 or $1,000. But there's needs we have in our community. My friend who was there heard the need, right? Recognized that there was a need, heard the need, was self-aware enough to know he had those resources. He was fine without that car. He could afford another car. He dropped his car keys and he had the time. The next day he walked to have coffee with me because he didn't really need that car after all. Are you, is that sinking in? I can't see your faces. I hate these masks, right? Half of you should be like, right? And half of you are like, right? Because you don't know what the need is around us, but we know that we are surrounded by needs all the time. There's, there are problem-solving steps. There are ways to figure this out. You know, we can, we can identify the problem. We can brainstorm solutions. We can evaluate. We can try it. We can check in. But there's something just really beautiful about he dropped his keys in the offering plate, right? Being moved by the Holy Spirit to participate in a way that's really helpful. The guy said he needed a car, The guy had a car. It seems pretty clear. The guy was beaten on the side of the road and bloody. 
This guy had bandages. Are you with me? Not only did he have bandages, he was able to lift this dead weight, this heavy person, balance him somehow on top of a donkey. Can you imagine how you would end up if I tried to balance you on a donkey? Like, you know, your tongue would be hanging out, one arm would be this way, right? Carried to the inn, put him in a room, took care of him there, had the innkeeper take care of him and said, whatever else this guy needs while I'm gone, listen to that, whatever else this guy needs while I'm gone, give him that and I'll pay for it. Now, notice he didn't say, give him these things while I'm gone. Whatever else this guy needs, give him that, right? Don't make him into a vegan, right? Don't teach him to do CrossFit, right? Don't make him TV free. Don't tell him what church he has to go to. Whatever else this guy needs, bandages, food, water, a friend to talk to, a new blanket, you know, whatever he needs, do that, and I'll pay for it later. A friend tells this story. He and his congregation thought it was a great idea to go serve the needs of the poor in their community with food during the Thanksgiving season. So they put together this beautiful meal, including a frozen turkey. Frozen turkey, stuffing, green bean casserole, cream of mushroom soup, right? Those little onion things that I eat right out of the bag or the can. They never make it on top of the casserole because I eat them beforehand, right? A voucher for a gallon of milk, maybe some plates and all that kind of stuff. Put all of this stuff together in a box. You with me so far? Nod your heads. I really wish I had these masks, man. Drove around town and took this box of food to people they didn't really know. Knocked on the door, stuck out their arms and said to strangers, here's your box of frozen food. He thought he was doing such a good work, right? He really did. Deep down in his heart, in his head, he thought, man, there's hungry people. We've got people who can put together food. Let's put food in boxes and give food to hungry people. We don't know the hungry people, but we got a list from our friends who had a list of hungry people, right? We don't really know what they like, but we know we like turkey and green bean casserole and those, those cranberries in the can, right? When you dump it on the plate, it still looks like the can. I love that stuff, right? So they put this all together. They thought they were doing a really good deal. They're going to proclaim God's love to all people. They're going to show God's love in this frozen food box. And so they drove around town into neighborhoods they'd maybe never been to before. And they went to houses where they didn't know any people. And they knocked on the door. And like good Christians at Thanksgiving, they extended their arms, right? And they gave this frozen turkey. How many of you guys have ever done this, right? Here, I brought this a little. This is my... I know I'm out of the thing. I brought this along. I didn't have a frozen turkey. But I brought frozen Tyson grilled and ready chicken strips. Right? Can you imagine walking on the door, knocking on the door? Here, friends, people I don't know, are your frozen Tyson grilled and ready chicken breast strips. You didn't want these. You didn't ask for this, but I think you want it. It's even got the fake grill marks on it, right? You know, these chicken strips have never seen a grill, 
right? Are we clear about that? These chicken strips have never seen a grill, and yet they have these grill marks on them. These are fake grill marks. Here you go. So my friend goes to this house with a frozen turkey in the box and all of the good deeds in his heart. And he knocks on the door and he opens the door. The people open the door. Here's your frozen, frozen turkey. Your frozen Tyson grilled and chicken strips. Right? And the person behind the door laid into him. Called him names. Shook his finger. The story, part of the story that I love the best is when the guy who opened the door picked up the frozen turkey out of the box and threw it at him. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Hosanna in service project, Ashley, maybe you can organize this. We're going to go to people's houses and we're going to have them throw turkeys at us. Right? This guy threw a turkey. Why did he throw a turkey? Because he didn't have an oven. He didn't have an oven. What the heck is he going to do with the frozen turkey when you don't have an oven? How do we meet the needs of the stranger if we don't know the needs of the stranger? Right? If I'm hurt on the side of the road, help me. Right? But then don't tell me what I have to do after that. And don't assume that you know because your life is different than mine. Don't assume that what I want for Thanksgiving is a frozen turkey when I don't even have an oven. Maybe what I need is a turkey sandwich. Maybe what I really need is a can opener. Maybe what I really need is a hot meal delivered to my house. Right? The story of the Good Samaritan is not just a story about the guy who had the resources and the donkey and all of the time and the energy, all the the, the things we talked about Last week, the story about the Good Samaritan is about a relationship. God doesn't need your goods or your works, but your neighbor does. How do you get to become a neighbor with somebody? It's a relationship. You talk to them, right? Can you imagine what would happen to you if you stopped on the side of the road and you just started changing somebody else's tire? This day and age, they could shoot you, right? You just can't do that. Can you imagine what would happen to you if you went to your family reunion and you told your cousin how to raise their kids? Right? You just don't do that. Right? You went to the family reunion and you told your uncle about who to vote for? We don't live in a world where we get to do that and yet somehow this story of the Good Samaritan, when we hear this in Luke 10, sometimes begins this, becomes this story about how we are going to serve them. We are going to do to them good deeds whether they want them or not. Right? What's important in this Jesus neighborhood is the neighborhood. You know, one of the things I've loved the most about the coronavirus right? There's that headline. One of the things I've loved the most about the coronavirus is I've gotten to know my neighbors. We don't go over. We don't sit in their backyard. We're not having a crawfish boil. But on Easter Sunday, we stood driveway to driveway to driveway, and we sang hymns in the morning. And our kids are not playing together, but all the kids are outside. And dads in my neighborhood that I have never seen before are riding their bikes in the evening with their kids. 
right? And we're getting to know each other. We're getting our 10,000 steps going around the same three blocks, right? And we're able to say, hey, how's your yard? What do you need? Are you guys okay? I don't even really, I didn't know your names until 13 weeks ago, but now I do. And now I know that this is going on in your life. This Good Samaritan story, living in Jesus' neighborhood, starts with this relationship piece. While we talk to each other and we get to know each other, because if you know that somebody's hungry but they don't have an oven, you don't give them a frozen turkey, right? If you know that somebody needs a car, you can maybe give them a car, right? I served a congregation years ago. I'll end, I'll end with a funny story. We got way too heavy. I'm going to bring this back up. I got a, a funny story. We, I served a congregation years ago, big church. It had all kinds of resources, but out on the front yard, right on the main street, that it had Two corners, it was a long street, right? Had two corners. And the sign on both corners were these dilapidated brick signs that were really pretty ugly, right? And so a woman in the congregation, bless her heart, died. I mean, I said that wrong. There was a woman who died. Bless her heart? No, that's not right either. Um, There was a lovely woman and she died, okay? And in her will, bless her heart, she said she wanted to buy designated memorial funds for the purchase of new signs for the church. That a lovely gift, right? And, and she had decided before she had passed away that she was really passionate about this. So she had gone to the sign manufacturer. She had found catalogs. She had picked out the signs that she wanted. She, had, she decided exactly what signs the church needed. You hear that? She decided exactly the church, the, the church, right? She picked out these signs. And they were the most lovely color of purple you had ever seen. Because she loved purple. And if she loved purple, right, then the church should love purple. And, and she had designated a, a large sum of money that she had given given to the church then to buy these large purple signs. In fact, she gave more money than the signs actually cost because she knew the church could use that extra those extra funds with the stipulation that you don't get the money unless you get the unless you get the signs. Pause that story for a second. 20 years ago, I was in Killeen, Texas. My friend Steve was going to get married. He decided not to get married the night before the wedding. Thank the Lord. Right? But in the meantime, the sister of the bride had come to talk to me. And I told her I was a pastor. So rather than talking about my friend and the, the wedding that wasn't the wedding, she said to me, when you go to school to be a pastor, do they train you how to be mean? I said, what? She said, when she was younger, she was a single mom and she had a bunch of kids and the church in town wanted to give presents to the kids for Christmas because they were afraid that the moms might not be able to buy them. So they got a list of single moms in town. Someone's got a list of single moms in town. First of all, that's creepy, right? They had a list of single moms in town. So they called the single moms and they said, you can come and you can get the Christmas presents at the church, but you have to come to the church service and we're going to pray for you in front of everybody else first. 
She loved her kids enough to know that she wanted them to have Christmas. So there on a Sunday morning in front of a church full of people she'd never met before, she sat with a row of women she had never met before with kids that they had never met before. And one by one, the pastor of that church brought them up and prayed for these single moms individually. A very embarrassing prayer. And then they took their presence and they left. So back to the signs. So the woman said, you can have the money if you buy the signs. So we bought the signs. Big, purple signs. This big. This tall. Right? And then we used the money for ministry. Because it was worth it. Because it was a relationship. Because we loved her and knew she didn't have any ill will. And yet we knew we needed to continue the ministry and we needed new signs. Friends, as we live together in Jesus' neighborhood, as we wonder about this life of discipleship, as we think about wearing masks or not wearing masks, or do we sing or don't we sing, as we think about how do we love our neighbor, as we think about how do we share our resources with those folks around us, let me tell you, this starts with relationship. This starts with care and compassion. Not about somebody telling somebody else how to live their lives by giving them a gift. Not about assuming we know someone else's experience so that we should be able to give them what they need. But about a dialogue, a conversation. A Samaritan who was hated by pretty much everybody at the time. Seeing a man who's bloody on the street, picking him up, balancing him on a donkey, taking him to the inn, checking him in, getting him taken care of, and then saying, whatever else he needs, that's what I'll pay for. That's what it means to be a neighbor. Not only just caring, but listening, and asking, and getting to know, and having coffee, participating in the life and the story of those around us. As we proclaim the love of God to all people so they may know Jesus Christ, grow in faith and follow Christ, our call as a church, is to get to know those all. Open our hearts and our minds to put ourselves in vulnerable situations. We don't just get to pass out turkeys or Christmas gifts or give away free cars, although we should do all of those things. Let's get to know people. Let's talk to people. Let's have conversations and real relationships so that we know what's going to happen and how we can live together because that togetherness That's Jesus' neighborhood. That community, that's the kingdom of God. Let's pray. Holy Lord God, you speak into our hearts and our minds. You open up our resources and you open up our lives. Dear Lord, help us, oh Lord. Give us courage. Give us an eagerness to meet those who are new. Dear Lord, let us figure out how to get into those messy spots in life so we can ask questions about what the real needs are how we can help, how we can participate in living your kingdom into being. Dear Lord God, we give you thanks this day for all those who have cared for us, those who have spoken truth and life into our lives, those who have listened to our needs, O Lord, and then lived your grace into being. Dear Lord, we give you thanks for this day and for the opportunities to serve you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you are able, please stand as we stand.
course, so we lift up those caring men in our lives who have nurtured us and led us in many ways. We pray now for fathers everywhere who have given us life and love that we might show them respect. If you just be loud, I can come up there. We pray together. For men who may or may not have children of their own, but act like a father to someone in need of advice, support, nurturing, and love. For fathers who have been unable to be a source of strength, who have not responded to their needs of their children, who have not sustained their families. We pray for fathers who struggle with temptation and violence and addiction, for those who do harm and for those whom they have harmed. We pray for new fathers full of hope, for long-time fathers full of wisdom, and for fathers yet to be, and fathers soon to be. We pray for those who have shaped our lives without claim of family or kinship, for those who have taught us, guided us, and shaped us, and molded us into servants of Christ our Lord. God, our Father, in your wisdom and love you made all things. Bless these men, that they may be strengthened as Christian fathers. Let the example of their faith, love, let love shine forth. Grant that we, their sons and daughters, honor them always. Grant this through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us stand together now, brothers and sisters, as we affirm our faith using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, Treasuring your promises to hear us when we call, we pray now for the church, for those in need, and for all of creation. In the absence of summer camp programs, we pray for leaders and staff of our outdoor ministries as they seek new and innovative ways to sustain their organization's vitality, to share the gospel and serve people of all ages in congregations and communities. Lord, in your mercy. Holy Lord God, as we minister in new ways, Using technology we may or may not understand to reach out to the world around us, we ask that we continue to proclaim your love to all people. We ask that you are with our volunteers, O oh Lord, this week for Vacation Bible School, that we might share the gospel over the miles to those we know and those we do not know. Lord, in your mercy. Holy Lord God, we give you thanks for the generous support of the members of this congregation and our neighborhood. As we strive to proclaim your love and grow your kingdom of God in new ways, dear Lord, we give you thanks for resources shared. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Dear Lord, we pray for the sick and for the lonely and for those that worry, those that put themselves in harm's way to help others around them, that they might find hope and strength in Christ. Dear Lord, use us and our gifts to share your love. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Holy Lord God, we long to be worthy ambassadors in this ministry you have entrusted to us, that of proclaiming your love to all people. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. All of these things and more we ask.
ask in the name of our risen Lord and Savior, Jesus, who is the Christ. Amen. The congregation may be seated. We continue now with our offering. If you are worshiping with us here, there are offering plates in the back of the sanctuary. Please feel free to drop your offering in that plate as you leave or not, if you'd like to go. Um, we are not passing things because we don't want to pass things. You are participating in worship with us online you're, or here, you're always able to give uh, online uh, by clicking donate in one of these corners of your Facebook page or go to our website and click the give. Or you can text the one word, Hosanna Lutheran, to 77977. Take a moment now. to the wafer, the body of Christ, 
and then a thicker purple foil layer you peel off to get to the juice, the blood of Christ. Our Lord Jesus taught his disciples to pray as we now pray together the words of our Lord's prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us our trespasses. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. We know and we believe that Christ is truly present here, in, with, and under these simple gifts. The mystery of the bread and wine become his body and blood for us. Rest assured that Christ welcomes you at his table to know his presence and receive forgiveness and life. We hear now the communion song.
Let us go in peace. The Spirit sends us forth to serve. Thanks be to God. Hosanna, what is our mission? To proclaim the love of God to all people so they may know Jesus Christ, grow in faith, and follow Christ. Now let us go in peace. The Spirit sends us forth to serve. Thanks, Thanks be to God. Happy Father's Day, everyone.